Hey, it's time for Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar, your host. This week features my good friend Tarun Shetty, uh, very funny comedian out of LA, currently kind of doing what I'm doing uh, with uh, elderly parent issues in Florida. You'll hear about that. We, we address that as well. Uh, check out the podcast. Check him out. He's got some cool projects coming out next year. Can't wait till he's huge and you guys can say you heard him here first. I'm touring, always touring. Hopefully these shows don't get canceled. Sometimes I get calls from venues last minute saying, hey, are you uh, are you expecting a big push? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. But uh, hopefully you can see me tonight at Helium in Indianapolis on December 18th, if you're hearing this. Then I get to open for my friend, Brett Ernst. Uh, Brett and I will be at the Improv in Schaumburg right before Christmas, 22nd, 23rd. I'll be at the Laugh Factory on Christmas Eve. Appleton, Wisconsin, opening for Renan Hirschberg at the Skyline over December 28th and New Year's Eve. Then I'm headlining Tulsa Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma, January 4th through 7th, co-headlining, I should say. Then I'm headlining Denver Comedy Club January 20, uh, January 19th through the 21st, and then headlining Laughing Tap in Milwaukee at the end of the month of January. So if you got friends anywhere in these places, tell them to come out. If you are in these places, please come out. Please come to the shows. Uh, I know it's cold, but uh, man, oh man. I don't want shows to be canceled because I can't sell tickets. Um, I say that because that happened to me once. And, I, and I'm very thankful for all the fun shows I got to do in Florida, which were definitely not slow. We had sold-out shows at uh, St. Petersburg. Um, Coconuts, wow, so fun, those shows. I've got some clips there. Some nice shows at McCurdy's in Sarasota. Um Naples was so much fun. Uh, Paul Farvar and Friends, that was a really fun show in November. Um, and Snappers, Laughing, also very fun. Um, yeah, I got to do a lot of cool shows in Florida. And now I'm back in the cold and back on the road as well. So check out our sponsors. Please check me out, paulfcomedy.com for my upcoming dates and details. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and check out our sponsors. Okay, I know it's all fun and games. My Better Call Paul spiels on stage, or my shirts that say Better Call Paul, uh, donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Um, PaulFComedy.com, you can get your shirt, as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing, someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, 
anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. We're doing this live in the backseat of a minivan in the middle of Florida because I'm on the road and I wanted to get this podcast with a good friend of mine that I've met recently. Uh, this year, we became good friends. Very funny comedian. No voice of reason on this episode, by the way, but... Uh, I met met this guy through mutual friend Steve Simone. Shout out to Steve Simone. He did a he did a set for me uh, at Side Splitters when I was headlining there, and I was laughing at one joke. We'll talk about it later, which to this day I still think about and think it's one of the funniest jokes. Tarun Shetty, how are you? Hey Paul, thanks for having me. Thanks. I and it's so hard for me to say your name right because I picture <laughs> it in my head and yeah. I always want to say Torin, and I keep doing it even though I know it's Tarun and I. And I know people always fuck up your name everywhere, too. Well, you know, it's funny. It's actually pronounced Thurun in the Indian way, but because I grew up in the United States, people say Tarun. Yeah. So I just... Americanize yeah, it. Yeah, I just go with the flow. How do you say it? It's pronounced Thurun. So, like, when I do Indian shows... I didn't know shows, Indians had H's. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay. So, if I do Indian shows, they always say Thurun Shetty. Like, a lot of tharun. Indians know me as... Isn't it Tarun? It's exactly. The first time you yeah, said... Yeah, so you said it Tarun. Tarun. That's, I was tharun. Like, That's not right. It's Tarun. Tarun. Yeah. God, you don't even know your own fucking culture, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, Tarun, uh, very funny. Uh, we did a show, so I want I want people to to go back. I'm stressed out. I just got off a plane. It's like a show at Sizeplers, which to this day is one of my favorite comedy clubs in the country, if not the world. I think whatever. Um, and it was my first time headlining. I'm nervous. And then uh, BT comes up. He goes, "Hey, do you mind if this guy does a guest?" I'm like. Ah, fuck it. I was like, I don't want more people. And I saw you were single and Indian, and I was like, oh, he's going to step on all my premises. And you went up there, and you told a a story about your mom who just passed away, and it was so dark, and it was so funny, and I was like, oh, this guy's funny. All right, cool. It's going to make the room a lot better. So I just, I still think about that joke, and we've talked about comedy for years, but uh, or not years, since we've been friends, and I just want to say that super funny writer, so funny to i'm glad that we are friends now yeah thanks paul paul i mean i've told you to your face um you've become like one of my closest friends in florida and when i saw you perform total respect for what you do on stage and i was like man i've got to glom onto this dude like he's a hustler (laughs) he's not funny but he hustles his fucking shit no you actually you've taught me a lot about storytelling which i've tried to incorporate in my own stand-up yeah slowing down you have so many good stories that you got to bring on stage right um and we'll talk we could talk about comedy forever but that's not why we're here now um you are single correct and and so you and i are both in this weird place in our lives where you know we have uh aging parents or aging parent and uh we're just stuck in florida a lot and it kind of affects everything and then we're also in comedy so it makes it hard to uh for me, it, it's hard to develop relationships, and you're in a whole nother place too with stuff that happened in your life. So, tell people why you're single. 
Well, why are you fucking single, dude? I think a lot of it has to do with being a comedian. Not to cast the blame on that, but because this is such a unstable career profession. Unstable. Like I, uh, yeah, exactly. You can't even and, pronounce the fucking and, words and, or and your be, name. And because I'm an idiot, um, <laughs> it's it's hard to lock down a relationship. And I th- I've had opportunities to get married, by the way. Like in my late twenties, I've had serious girlfriends. Arranged marriages. No, just see how racist that was. Exactly. Well, just just girlfriends that I could have, uh, you know, sure, taken one step further. Sure, of course. You're a good-looking guy. You're kind of a model too. You've done modeling too. I was a model. I mean, I've kind of my hair is thinning. I wear glasses now, but it's <laughs> Give it it, up. it's slowly uh, so decaying. So it's your fault that you're you 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 said you've had you've had opportunities to get married. Absolutely, it's absolutely my fault. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what was the longest relationship you've had? Two years. Two years. Two years. You, after you were twenty-five years old. Yes. Okay, so that counts. Yeah. So, did you guys live together? No, we were dating, and then she wanted to get married. Uh, like, she, I just walked in when she wanted to meet at a restaurant. It was like a Godfather meeting, and she was an Indian girl. And uh, her parents were there. <laughs> you know, actually, her dad had uh, wasn't around. Her dad passed. It was her mom. So I think, but you know, I think girls had thirty. You know, they have that pressure, which I can't, sure. I can't, I don't blame them. And she was like, hey, you know what? I'd where's love this to. Going? Yeah, where's this going? Da, da, da. And I was like, hey, maybe we live together for a year. Like I was hesitant, but I was considering it. And she was against living together. She oh, was, really? She was like, no. All or nothing. She was like, she said she read some stat that if you live together, it's not going to work out. She was just wanting to get married, and I was like, you can't force me to. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, so I peaced She did out. it at a restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> it was a restaurant. I don't know. It Is wasn't, this in L.A.? Yeah, it wasn't okay. like, like an Applebee's or something. It was just like a, <laughs> it was some random restaurant. And now restaurant. you'll never go to Applebee's again. <laughs> exactly. So- she gave you the ultimatum, it sounds like, and she knew that you were, and, and was that a, when you said no, that was it? At that Applebee's? Well, we broke up, but we kept getting back together for the next, like, year, yeah, right? It's never easy to it, it was really hard, and then finally she was just like, you know, I can't do this anymore, and just moved on. Yeah. But every girl I've been with, for some reason, the guy after me, they've always married and had kids yeah, with. that's the same. Good luck, Chuck. I, I've I've had twelve women that I dated within a year. They're either married or engaged to the next person that they meet. It's, it's just a common thing. We you set them up for for success. Oh, also they're they're like I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think what happens to be fair is we sound good on paper. We're like, okay, wow, this guy's smart. He's he's funny. This is everything I want. It's fun and makes me laugh. And then you're like, they go, I don't want, this is not the amusement park I need. I need stability. Yeah. And that's when they latch on to the next boring fucking loser. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've never met Unless the guys. Unless they like marry Dave Chappelle or some shit. Yeah. I did have a girl who dated a TV writer at After Me, a successful one. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that one hurts. <laughs> yeah, that, that did hurt a little bit. Was but, it two and a half? Was it a shitty show or was it a good show? Uh, I think it was just like uh, like a TBS show or something. Uh, it wasn't uh, amazing. But, you know, that's... that's You're the, secretly hoping it gets canceled every week. No, I'm just oh. kidding. No, no, no. But the great thing about these relationships, after you're done, you kind of learn a bit how to be colder and how to walk away from, and not to be as attached. Sure. But it's almost made me now just harder to get into a relationship with. Because I see, I see the. You see yeah, the end. I see the glacier coming toward the Titanic. <laughs> like I know we're going down at some point. Are you uh, so? How long did you live in L.A.? Fifteen live years. In LA? Fifteen years. So, 
basically I love how you take notes by the way <laughs> I have to do this so I can remember that's amazing uh, uh, for the for the notes um, glacier so this way when I summarize it, I'm like oh yeah that's what we talked about otherwise there's like 300 some episodes that's great. I don't remember shit um, so have you dated outside I mean you, your formidable years were in LA did you ever date anywhere outside other than like high school and so- college no, not really. Uh, I was very focused in comedy and just like, this is what I'm going to be doing. And then I had girlfriends when uh, I was hosting on a TV show in, in uh, L.A. And then I was just meeting girls. I was like the wild sure. on guy for like Indian parties. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd meet girls all the time. And Always I, Indian? Uh, I mean, there were Indian parties, so they were Pakistani yeah. and they were just beautiful girls. Indian in adjacent. But I don't think I've told you this, Paul. But around uh, 30, 31, I tried to get a real job. And I was just doing spots at the comedy store at night. And I finally had money. And I was like, let me just... Doing what kind of job? I was an assistant at an agency. Okay, I think... No, you did tell me this. But I don't think I told you about the relationship part of it. Oh, right, okay. Because I was so just unstable that I was like, you know, I can just finally now have a relationship with other girls and not do the comedy thing. I really thought comedy was the poison that was jeopardizing everything. It was, yeah. And then I went through a string of girls, like three girls, like an American girl, an Asian girl, and another Indian girl. And it all was just train wrecks. And I realized the external job stuff is not the solution. In fact, I was probably more appealing when I was a comedian because I was actually doing... Something you enjoyed. Exactly. You were happy. And in they, a happy place. Yeah. And I saw a guy who was going after something sure. versus a guy just going to his, his job. That's a good point. You know, a lot of... I think a lot of the attachment or attraction to us is we're pursuing something that less than 1% of people succeed in, but we don't give a fuck. We know that it's something we enjoy and it's not about money. It's not about, it's our passion. And I think that makes comedians and creatives attractive for a while. Yeah. But then the reality of like love doesn't pay the bills type of thing. You're like, Oh, this is, this isn't going anywhere. So when you had that stability, probably you thought, okay, well now I've got money. I've got like, uh, I'm in the same schedule of these people who have, regular people who have miserable lives and you still weren't happy and you still were having train wreck relations. Why were they train wrecks? Each one was different. Like, uh, the American girl was like very religious. I remember her saying in the car, she's like, you know, the enemy's in my head. I'm like, what is that? And she was like Satan. And I was like, and I was like, Oh, do you want Advil? Like, like how do I cure this? Like literally that. And then she broke up because she said I wasn't a believer, right? Oh, my God. And she actually ghosted me. Do you have Scientologists out in... Have you dated a Scientologist? I have not. I have okay. encountered... Yeah, I know you encounter them all the time. Okay, so that girl was... What was the other two disasters? Uh, the other one was uh, an Indian girl who was like a Bollywood actress. She was a beautiful girl. And I think she was cheating on me while... Because <laughs> she had just moved to L.A. And from from um, India. Oh wow! Okay. She was an American-born girl who was in India for okay. a long time. She Got came it. to Los Angeles, and it was like a kid in the candy store. I didn't knew it was going to end because she was ten years younger than me. Oh yeah, you know. So she was in her twenties. She was she was She's very like, pretty. Let's go out. You're like, let's stay in. I don't want anyone <laughs> to see you. Yeah, yeah. Put on this uh, blanket <laughs> on your head and let's go. You know, just burka, <laughs> just like Saudi. It's so funny that I, I I'm re- I'm remembering when I dated a girl in L.A. who was super hot. She was like, grew up in Hollywood, and we would go out, and all these actors would like hit on her in front of me, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you're you're the boyfriend." You know the guy from uh, Twenty Four, the um, I'm sorry, the the president, 
yes. uh, Joe Boo, mm-hmm. and he was also uh, all the Allstate commercials. He literally was hitting on my girlfriend at a bar in L.A. and like, and she's like. Oh, I'm with my boyfriend. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." <laughs> like, I wasn't even in the room. It's funny. So I get that concept of like not when someone's like way out of your league. You're like, "Oh, that's the worst." Yeah. Well, the, you know, the great thing about all these girls is I slept with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still got credit. So I feel like you know that's that's the you have the image forever. Well, that's just yeah. It, it, it's one of the perks of comedy <laughs> is you get to meet these amazingly yeah. beautiful women. But it was in my mind, though, to get married. Like, I always thought I was going to be successful through comedy, and then I would organically find somebody. Sure. In fact, I, you know, I've sat down with comedians, you know, who got married. You know, Hassan Minaj, who I met in Los Angeles. Remember, he was had a conversation in my car. Like, he was dating this Indian girl who I think he married. Yeah. And he has kids with her now. So, um, it's possible. Do you still think you want to get married and have kids? It's got to be the right person at this point. Honestly. But it's not a priority to you? Like, you're not in a rush, clearly. No. In fact, you're an inspiration sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me, don't blame me because so many people come on my show and they're like, well, are you happy? I'm like, yeah, sometimes. But like. Well, I've told you jerking off is underrated. Oh, it's so. the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so there's that girl who I told you about um, that I was seeing. And I feel like it's kind of just phasing out. Like now it's hard to like pin her down. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And you actually came to my mind because I know how focused now you are. Now you're jerking off, but okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, you know, it's okay. I mean, there's always girls in comedy you just come across and meet. Yeah. And you just got to, I'm sorry to say this. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, um, misogynist here. But you just wait for the next, you know, bus to come. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It, to me, uh, and I just talked about this on a podcast recently where it's like, I'm at the age where it's like, do I, after a show, and I don't drink very often anymore, so when I do, it's like got to be worth it. And uh, I I was at a show, and these girls were like hidden on me. And I I don't know if they're like, come with us and go out with us. And then the other, the headliner I was working with uh, was a friend of mine. And I'm like, oh, we could just, I could just go with him and smoke a cigar. And like, we're going to have so much fun just talking comedy and like talking about our sets. Or I can go chase this girl for an hour and maybe get like a blowjob at the end of the night. It's like, that decision now is so easy for me. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to watch. The, I'm going sure. out with a comedian. Sure. But like ten years old, like thirty or thirty five year old me would be like, Paul, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. You idiot. Like, yeah. I was such a like a skirt chaser all my life, and now I don't give a fuck, and it's the best feeling in the world. It's great, and also I actually don't prefer comedy groupies. I don't like that. Oh I, I, yeah, sure. I, I prefer professionals like. You know, I came from a good family. I would love to meet someone on equal playing ground. Yeah, but just for sex, maybe you wouldn't mind. Just for sex, that's a different story. But for a relationship, (laughs) sure. I mean, there's a. It's got to be something of substance. And and in 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 the circles that I perform, there's usually not. There's usually some conversation that comes up. Be like, oh, like, like they're like, well, I've got my own thoughts about COVID. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, my boner just goes in. (laughs) You know, like in Florida, though, man. Yeah, in Florida, it happens all the time. We're like, ah, I don't want to talk about politics with you. So I I get that point, but um, but yeah, I mean, it makes it harder. We do have all these opportunities for short term investments that could be fun, but. There's no, it's hard because of our schedules and everything. And I, women that I do date tend to be higher. I always end up dating women that are like masters or PhD, much smarter than me. Great. So I get that. But do you think 
it's lonely at the top? Because I think that's a sacrifice you have to make. It's very, you know, what's funny is I, I used to hang out with someone a lot when I'd be in, in a certain town, uh, if I'm in Florida or Chicago, whatever. And, and if you don't have that, it's like, it is lonely, but I'm so productive. Yeah. Uh, the last two nights, uh, I get to hang out with my family for a little bit. And then I just go to this place and get food and I have my computer and now I'm a regular there that they, they like go when I walk in I feel like Norm from Cheers like Paul great and I just put on my headphones which means don't talk to me I'm I'm working on stuff and I and I edited like three clips and yep. that's productive yeah and well, those are the decisions you make decisions I mean the pause I mean the negative is you get real experience from dating and relationships yeah. but the productivity increases tenfold yeah when you're you know, not. I remember the Indian girl it was a big fight with us. The, my, the Bollywood one? No, no, no. This is the, the two-year the, one. Two-year one. And it was a contentious moment of she'd want to go to bed together. She had like a day job. She's like, you know, I kind of feel abandoned. To together. Yeah. We, at the, at same the same bed. time, yeah. in the same bed. And I was like, you know, this. I'm super productive at night. Like I stay up oh, late at my work. Same. And I was like, I have to do this. I have to stay up late. And this is like when I'm grinding in LA. I was like, you don't understand how life in depth this is. So it is what it is. Well, where do you where do you tend to meet? Other, I don't. You said you don't want to meet groupies, but where have you met people? Are you on dating apps and stuff like in Florida or when you're in LA or what? Um, the girls that I met um, again that show. Uh, I met another girl on a dating app on Bumble. Uh, another girl I met through a friend. Mm-hmm. And there was a coffee, and the other girl I was I produced a web series, and she was like in my web series. Oh, okay. And we just hung out so much, you know, just Connection. shit happened. Yeah. Um, and what about now? Cause you spent a lot of time in Florida. Have you gone on the dating apps and you're in the small town that you're in? I have. And any luck? Honestly, I've, I've gone for like these coffee dates with these girls and it's like MILF city out here. Just girls <laughs> with, with tattoos and kids. And yeah. look, I'm not dissing it. Cause look, I'm 44. So I get it. People are, you're catching them in the middle, middle of their lives, but Man, I don't want that. Well, why? Can I ask you? Yeah. I think that that's a perfect outlet for for where you're at in your life, or me too, because they they've had their children. They're recently divorced. They're looking for, um, and I'm not saying to go, you know, fucking have sex and whatever. But like, you have you can have a meaningful relationship with those people because you're on the same page. Their priority is their children. Your priority is comedy. And then when you want to take a break from reality and whatever. You guys can go, you know, fucking to Applebee's and do karaoke with your dad, <laughs> yeah. which is another the whole story. Th- that's a good point. I guess, you know, my mom recently died. So while I was mm. meeting these girls, I was going through a shit storm at home. And I was like, man, I don't want to deal with this. And, oh, my mom, right, right. you know, I just didn't want to deal with uh, a girl with kids. It was it just made it more complex in my mind for some reason. Oh, I love dating women with kids. It's, the, it's my go-to. Have you had girls trick you and not mention the kids? No, not anymore. I think that was a thing they did. You, it was uh, my friend has a joke about it where it's like, I have a surprise for you. It's like this is this is Derek, and it's her son. I'm yeah. Like, oh, why didn't you tell <laughs> me? Surprise. Yeah, like they think it's going to be some crazy surprise, and it's not. But for me, I'm always I'm, I, I, and another friend of mine has a joke where they're like, "Who prefers kids?" And I was like, "I do." Like, yeah. Sometimes they're like, "What if the guy says he does prefer it?" So. Our lights just went off in our minivan. I feel like um, I'm making out with you back here, Paul. <laughs> I just feel like I want people. We're gonna walk in there in the the show, and they're gonna be like, "What were you guys doing in there for 37 minutes?" Um, yeah, I prefer. I I honestly do because also it takes the pressure off. Like you said, women in their 30s before, 
they're looking for something because they there's a a time limit. I I know it's it's uh it's it's uh whatever patriarchal to say, but if they want to have children, there's a there's an age gap yeah. where a relationship has to go somewhere. And I feel like if they've already had their children, there's no pressure on the relationship. So yeah. I prefer it. Yeah. I also like younger women in general. Um, <laughs> like what's younger? Or just girls who are younger than me. Sometimes you oh, meet yeah, girls sure. who, are, who are older. Well, we're old here. as fuck. Yeah, everyone. Old. Yeah. yeah. So that's also... Although the women in their 40s look are very attractive. Uh, they take care of themselves and wouldn't... Well, warm weather climates. Yeah, no, that that is true. Actually, <laughs> that is true. We're both going to hell. It's great. <laughs> That's okay. It's too late for me at this point. <laughs> hey, gang! I want to tell you about a new product called Nirvana CBD, premium and good tasting CBD products. If you know me, you know I'm a big fan and advocate for CBD. I've used CBD for its healing benefits on my injuries, as well as vaping CBD for a time when it just helped me clear my mind. Not the kind with THC, but the kind that just cleared my mind and kind of helped me with memory. Nirvana CBD is broad-spectrum CBD. They're 100% hemp-derived and made in the USA with high-quality ingredients. They also contain zero THC. They offer a wide selection of CBD products, including gummies, soft gels, topicals, tinctures, and pet care. Check them out at nirvanacbd.com. You will not be disappointed. Tell them I sent you. If you aren't using CBD for anything now, get on the CBD train. Use Nirvana CBD. So you said that your mom uh, had recently passed and you didn't want to deal with all that stuff. And now has there been enough time where you, you can open your heart a little bit to a relationship that can kind of you can grow from? I mean, it doesn't have to take you to the next level, but it could maybe, you know, help you. Honestly, right now, no. I feel like I'm in such a hot streak with like career stuff. And I know I got here because of my just intense focus of right. everything I've done. So I've been trying to just continue on this path. And look, if something happens organically, like I'm, I won't, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to pass it yeah, up. Yeah, sure. But I'm not going to, look, I'm not because I'm beta male, you know, who's who's got to be in a relationship. <laughs> like, right. I was a beta male. And, you know, early on, every guy starts off learning. But. I, I, wouldn't that make you an alpha male if you always had a girlfriend? I don't know the answer. To that. No, I, well, I feel like... Or if you rely on having a relationship makes you beta. I feel like, exactly, when you make a lot of concessions to be in a relationship, um, that's that's a problem. And, um, you know, you, you gain experience sure. through relationships. And you learn how to prioritize yourself. And I think that's good. I like the idea of intense focus, and and that and I I feel like lately now that I don't have any relationship struggles, I've been very intensely focused because I was having these relationship issues before, and I'm like, you know what, I should be getting a lot done. But then, when things don't go wrong, you don't have someone to blame. <laughs> it can be like, this is your fault. Yeah. Well. So it it kind of does. I don't know. There's that. There's that. Uh, you know, the art, the art of war, the war of arts, where. Uh, your your own worst enemy too. Also, do you get scared? I mean, a lot of my friends have gotten divorced, so that's also. I'm a, never going to get married. I already. That's oh great. That's in the. I've already made that abundantly clear. I think that if it happens, you know, I might get. I don't want to get married, but if it happens, it happens. What about kids? 
No, I don't think I want kids. So vasectomy in the future, you think? I, I think I'm shooting blank, so I think I'm okay. Okay. And my record is like one in 2,000, so. Okay, I love how you have, a, you actually, you have an actual hard <laughs> I let, number. I had one slip through the goalie, allegedly, but that's about allegedly. it. Allegedly. So, Good. Okay, well, Good, Paul. That was, to those, that was 20 years ago, but uh, yeah, what can you do? Um, what, what, uh, so l- let me ask you this. So we talked about your relationships uh, in L.A., what about when you were in college? Were you like a ladies' man, or were you like a shy kid, or how? how Dude, it's it's pretty pathetic, like how focused I was in comedy. Like I would even have in girls, college, maybe in college, I had girls like approach me, and that's probably when I was at my prime, and I was just so excited about comedy. It was such. Where were you? Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to mm-hmm. BU for a year, then went to NYU. I okay. transferred. Wow. Okay. And uh, I was just surrounded by girls, and I remember girls hitting on me. But you know what? I, I had no game. So I I didn't even understand, and I was a virgin too at the time. So I didn't even like comprehend. And my buddy Adam used to tease me. He's like, "Dude, you're missing out." And I was like, "Dude, ignorance is bliss." And I was I was actually correct because once I had sex, it's over. It's over, man. Yeah, you're yeah. like, "Holy shit, this is what I've been missing." <laughs> and then even now, it's like you've got to cut it off to really get a grasp on like your your brain. Well, we also, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I also think, wait, you say you, let me ask you this. You say you were a virgin. Yeah. When did you lose your virginity? I think 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I waited. That's super, I was late too, but I was like 18, 19. No, I waited. I, I waited after, only because I was just- You yeah. had opportunities and you were like, no? Yeah. I mean, I know you had situations. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I, I wasn't even dating and I was just, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll just get laid when it happens. And it never was, like I never- it never was a fear of like, oh, it's gonna be some forty-year-old virgin or something, mm-hmm. because I always had girls approaching me, and it was fine. And I, but once I had sex, it was like, dude, game on. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, I can't believe I was in college. Yeah. Because once you're out of that that uh, that sanctuary, sure, man, it's like a minefield out here. Did uh, d- wow, that's to me, that's insane. Like, I was trying to get laid all my life, and uh, when it finally happened. Like in high school, all my friends were having sex, and yeah. I was I was the only one who wasn't. And you you so by twenty three, all your friends had had sex. You sure. were the only virgin, yeah. probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. How, I mean, how did that how did that feel? Were you and you, were you were you dating anyone too, or no? Not no, even dude. Dates? I was crazy. <laughs> like I'm not even joking. How crazy I was about comedy and school and just wow. I was super focused. Like I was trying to be a writer too. I was like interning and all these TV shows and. You know, honestly, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even like a big deal. Like I jerked off, obviously, in college. Yeah, but, but that was different. Back yeah. then it was like VHS players and stuff. We didn't have fucking steady <laughs> art is, porn that, now. That is true. But no, it was just something that just happened. And <laughs> and then, you know, L.A. was just a whole other game of, of just girls in the orbit getting laid, you know. Wait, do, you, um, do you have a type, like... If we if we lined up all the women that you dated, are they are you da- are you dating predominantly Indian women? That is my type. Okay, <laughs> that's a good that's a good type to no. have, I think, because it's easier probably. I'll tell you why it's not, because the girls uh, who are attractive, who are smart, they get snatched up. It's honestly. It's a minefield. Of, it's the leftovers. I mean, who is that joke? Somebody has a joke. <laughs> I think it's Josh Wade. Josh Wade is comedian, funny guy. Uh, yeah. Is uh, how the it's almost like going to Ross Dress for Less. Like who's left? 
like on, on the, the floor. On the floor. That's literally all the Indian I girls. I think it's different. Here's here. Okay, so hear me out. I think that you are the unique. Well, maybe not so much because there's Hassan Minaj now, but like there aren't that many Indian creatives out mm. there, and so you kind of you have the pick of of the of litter in a way because they're all doctors and whatever dentists i don't know what indian people are but well i look good on paper in right. la in I la too. people can imdb you oh what have you actually produced you know people are yeah. smart in la out here yeah i can finagle oh, that florida for sure for, for florida i try not to say what i do because people <laughs> think i'm you know am not Shyamalan or something oh yeah i forgot about him yeah so i try to i try not to go into detail plus i don't understand stuff but you but what do you mean you don't well, if I say like, oh, I have something in development, you know. Oh, right. At, the wording. Like just like, what? What does that mean? Industry standards. Yeah, industry yeah. buzzwords. So wait. So if you're attracted to Indian women and you say that you're getting all the leftovers, there are women and I and, I, and Indian women are attracted to me. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you because we're like almost we're halfway there. Yeah. Right. In Middle Eastern people. And I think that if I were more attracted to Indian women, which are, typically I'm not and I'm not attracted to iranian women either which yeah. is unfortunate because i could probably do well there but um i think that you have that ability because if they've been in a relationship with wh- who their parents want them to be married to like a, a doctor or whatever and it didn't work out then you're the guy because you're the exact opposite of what their parents want yeah in fact my bro- and you're still indian so it's like well well my brother just messaged me somebody contacted him about me getting an arranged marriage mm-hmm. and i was like no i just <laughs> i just like I, do they know he's i'm single like, too your brother my brother's married oh he is he's okay. married he's got two kids oh so the pressure's off you yeah with your dad. but yeah. they reached out to my or especially my mom passing you know i was like are they, do they even know like what's going on in their family like they <laughs> yeah. think i'm like want to get married like right off like, did he barely, send you a picture at least of the... i didn't even ask oh but can't you just play along and then be like meh it's not gonna dude, work. All my guy friends said that to me. I, they were like, "Dude, at least get a picture. What if she's like, in Aishwarya Rai or yeah. some Bollywood star or something?" Yeah, maybe. I mean, no, I I, I understand where you're coming from, but if you're attracted to Indian women, I think that that's got to be to your advantage in a lot of ways. That especially where you're at, where you're hyper focused, that's very attractive to women who, um, or or to anyone, to be honest with you, that. We're 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 off the beaten path, right? We're not doing things that we're supposed to be doing. We're not becoming doctors. We're not becoming engineers or lawyers or whatever. And then, and you're a good-looking guy. You still have your hair for the most part. Yeah. So, you can take that take that into perspective and maybe build something short, like slowly. Well, I also want to be clear: the Indian woman thing. It's not just Indian. It's just I have more commonality with Indian cultural. Girl. Exactly. What about Middle Eastern then? Um, I, I've, I've actually no, they're they're super beautiful. Are you kidding me? See, I'm not, I wish I could be more attracted to, and I have a joke really? about it. Yeah, I've I've only been with like one Persian girl, I think, in my life, and I think she was half, so it doesn't even count. That's interesting. I find them unbelievably. A um, lot of people pretty. are, but like when you go to porn sites, like I'm always I'm always like blondes, <laughs> <laughs> like the whitest, like the paler the better. <laughs> Do you get this? Like a lot of your friends, are like, "Ball, you gotta meet this girl. She's Middle Eastern. She's a no. she's a ten, and then she's no like, one a, like, like a four. No, okay, okay. That they've given up on me. And also in Chicago, like there's ten degrees of separation between everyone. So like, oh, if they go on Facebook, they're gonna be like, oh, how do you know Rebecca? I'm like, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't talk to Rebecca. <laughs> 
So you've gone through in Chicago. It's a small community. That's funny, man. You're a successful guy. So on paper, I'm fucking yeah. It looks like a. It looks to people like I left a very great career to pursue another great career. But great on paper, wife beater in person. <laughs> yeah, they're not even wives. They just be pe- other people's wives. That's the way I do it. Um, so so, your brother has kids. Yeah. So that t- I think when my brother had kids, it took a lot of pressure off of me to have children. Okay. Do you want to have children? I did, but honestly, I I can't even fathom having that in my world. Mm-hmm. Just I mean the schedule we live. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a shitty dad either. And you can't let's say you get successful and you everything's going well at 50. You're going to start then. It's a little different. Although my brother, he's 7 years older than me and he has a 7-year-old kid and I think so what he was probably like 45 when he had a kid yeah so yeah i mean look i'm not ruling it out i'm just saying it's the stars have to align at this point for everything because i don't want to just knock up some girl because i want to have kids Mm -hmm. and then you know be on the hook for that so it's got to have meaning for me which i don't know if that even exists anymore what if you find what if there i i picture you finding a bollywood star Mm -hmm. that was a childhood child star yeah. in bollywood okay now she's like she tried comedy and she's like she tried comedy not very funny <laughs> okay but she's like a great like writer or an improver and she just has money so money isn't an issue because she's getting royalties do bollywood people get royalties too or do they get fucked over on the deals they probably get fucked over i would imagine <laughs> well she's getting royalties because she also had a part in uh law and order so oh, she perfect. still gets like a thousand dollars a week or whatever about from sag so she's also creative. She's working crazy hours. That could work. What, something like that. Well, you lost me at she's a did improv at UCB, whatever you said. Like, <laughs> you like, don't like improvers? No, well, I okay. have a thing with, with when I see female comics, sometimes I'll see like very pretty comics and then I'll see them not be funny on stage. Like, oh my God, my it's attraction is yeah. like done. Have you ever dated a comedian? Never. I tell people never to do it. Never. I'm starting to open my eye. Like people on this podcast, I that was like the hardest rule. The cardinal rule is like don't fuck comedians. But now it's like I kind of get it. Like I was like, and then like my friends like, what if they're on the road? You're like oh, maybe in a different city. Like you're yeah. trying to find these these like rules. But it is hard to find people that understand what we're doing, and also like are attractive and and uh, you know have their own shit going on. It is is very difficult. And plus, I think I would get jealous, honestly, if someone was like more successful. Yeah, that's another part of it too. Oh, you're you're into the comedy story. You're getting better spots, you know, like. Or if you break up and then all of a sudden, like, uh, you can't like, you you can't do shows with the people, or people like, oh, Becky's going to be on the show. You're like, oh fuck, that's fine. And I know a lot of comics actually who had relationships broken up. It's it's it happens in Chicago all the time. You're like, oh. You know, is it okay if so and so is on the show? Like, yeah, it's like we all have to deal with it as producers of shows. Dude, I think Lori Kilmartin, not drop names. I think she killed her husband on Channel Set about her husband. Oh yeah, <laughs> she divorced him, and yeah, I don't know what happened, but I remember she's hilarious. By the way, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. she's one of my favorites. She's writers, so real too. She yeah. was on Conan. Yeah, the Conan writer. I don't know what's going to happen here. I feel like we're going to do the same podcast in a year in the same place <laughs> in the in same Florida. Van. We both decided to like move to Florida at that point. I don't know. Hey man, this is great. I'm enjoying Florida. I'm enjoying this. It is fun to come here, but I do feel like there's a downside where when you leave Florida, 
sometimes it stays with you the stench of florida <laughs> on shows you're like oh i gotta change this joke it won't work here yeah because you know there's not the whole silver alert thing sure you know? sure Tarun, where can people find out more about you? Hey, you can check out my Instagram, uh, Tarun Shetty, or my YouTube channel, uh, Think Tarun, um, whatever. Tarun what? <laughs> uh, think Tarun Productions on YouTube. Okay. Check me out there. Tarun Productions. Thank you, Tarun, again, for doing the podcast. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. <laughs>